So, Tony, you were wrong. Horror was terrible. I'm sorry. I really thought that they would, like, maybe lend some sort of credence to my my hypothesis that a stage show of any caliber would be of some interest. Oh, no. We got about 300 feet from the stage, watched them for about a minute and a half, and walked away and bought a $12 burger. Okay, so what was the... Uh, what was the reaction with the rest of the crowd when they were playing? They weren't doing much. Just standing there, <laughs> just kind of, okay, yep, you're playing. Was there like that one guy with the horror t-shirt on? He's like, yeah, they're wasn't back in town. Wasn't even paying attention. Oh. Honestly and truly wasn't even paying attention. The best part is is they even had Venged uh, kind of <laughs> mentioned it. They're like, yeah, we had horror and a day to remember and just a Big difference, different kinds of music. Very, very different kinds of music. One of my favorite parts of the whole show is right as a day to remember is getting off stage as they're walking behind the little backdrop that they've got as they just barely disappear. You know how they have that music that just kind of plays while nobody's on stage and they're just like switching a transition music. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of whatever. As soon yeah. as they walk off stage, the first song that comes on was Hakuna Matata. Nice. <laughs> I don't care who you are. You could be a drunk redneck or a whatever. You're going to sing along. Yeah, the whole place. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, it was. I'm sure you told Maddie, like, that's what you missed out on. Yep. Some Lion King. <laughs> now they they put on a stellar show though avenged avenged really did it was i they even mentioned and i didn't realize it it's been six years since they've been in utah yeah it was a lot of fun though and then uh right after that the day after we headed up to snowbird which is like a ski resort area obviously since it's summertime right now the activities are a little less snow based being you know august but it was a ton of fun there's no snow but it's a beautiful vista view that you guys had from what you showed me i'm not i'm not an outdoorsy guy whatsoever um but when i see a view like that it kind of inspires me to want to take a hike so the question remains did you take a hike yeah we went up to a place called secret lake uh which is not so secret right now (laughs) very small (laughs) lake um just an easy hike it's about a mile in and it's a lot of fun (laughs) my wife's family's so funny we get up there we get to the top and the they're feeding like the squirrels or whatever that are up there they're just playing around for maybe five ten minutes and they're like all right we're ready to go down I'm like we just got here like <laughs> we saw everything we wanted to see let's go home well, like, like well, this whole time i packed up my tripod i packed up my camera i packed up everything so i was gonna you know do some cool photos and stuff and they're like no we're ready to go let's let's skedaddle <laughs> like, what is this no. you know what you know what like like i said i'm not an outdoorsy guy so i will take a hike i will take a hike but 
once I get to the destination, I will see what I need to see. I'll probably take a few snapshots on my phone, not my DSLR, and then just get out of there. Like that's that's kind of my nom de plume, so to speak. But I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Other than that, it was really fun. And one of my favorite parts was on the very last day on Friday night, we had my wife's whole family up in our room. We were playing freaking rock band, man. We were playing rock band for a good four hours. I haven't played that, I want to say, since my PS3 days. I mean, seriously, like, I had the whole thing. I downloaded tracks and everything. And I remember asking my friends to come on come on over and be like, you know, there's that brand new Rage Against Machine track. It's totally awesome. It's one of the best songs. Y'all need to come over. I'll have pizza and beer and everything. And we'll just chill and play rock band and stuff. And the vast majority of them said, you know what, that's that's kind of lame. I'm, if you're going to have a UFC fight or, I don't know, if you want to play Super Smash Brothers, we could do that. But I'm not down with rock band, man. That's why, you know, I, I kept my rock band literally in the closet for, for years until I ended up just selling it. Man, that sucks when your friends don't really support, like, your hobbies and stuff. I mean, especially since they're not, like, really harmful hobbies. It's not like you're becoming a serial killer or something. You're playing a video game that's honestly really fun and meant to be a party game. Yeah, I mean, in its heyday, rock band was awesome, but I usually played it as a single player. It's kind of sad, but... I don't know, man. What was your what was your experience? Oh man, I played a crap ton of that game. I mean, I spent a good four hundred, five hundred dollars on that game with peripherals, with songs. Um, it's the reason I got my first three hundred and sixty. I went to four competitions for the game. Holy I... crap! I didn't know this about you. <laughs> wow! I actually, won a real guitar out of you're it. Like the f- you're like the you're like the Freddie Wong. Of Rock Band. Yeah, man. And after Rock Band stopped fully supporting the game, you know, just not enough money and constantly putting out DLC for a game that's been out for five years, uh, I found this online community that was still putting out unofficial DLC that you could easily mod into the game. And I ended up modding my Rock Band kit to have like around 2200 songs and so now it's just the party central forever wait wait a minute i did not know you could do this i didn't know you could do that i would have totally done that oh yeah it's a ton of fun i've got anything you can imagine they have so much music on there okay well now i feel like an i should have downloaded some of that stuff yeah it's as simple as plugging in a usb well, you also you just said you got peripherals. I mean, did you did you get the extra symbols that they sell too to make it more like you're hitting symbols? I got the two kit. I never got the three the three symbol kit. Uh, the other thing that I missed out on that I really wish I had done is I had gotten a second base battle, which I thought would have been really fun. Cool. <laughs> now you're speaking to my heart, Quentin. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but I'm a drummer. Yeah. So. When you, when you speak those words, I want to play rock band right now. We'll fly to Utah and we'll play. I'm not kidding, dude. When we meet up in Vegas, I want to somehow cram like rock band into my carry on, <laughs> and we can play in in the room. 
I did take my uh, my favorite guitar that I played with for the longest time, and I took it to, I think it was E3 2015, and I actually had the developers' harmonics. I had them sign it. That's awesome, dude. Obviously, you're extremely versed in rock band. There's no question about that. But your wife's family, were they already fans, or did you have to convince them to to play rock band like how, how did that work because like like i don't know i don't know about you but like my friends and family not fans the thing that i've learned is what you want to do with those kind of situations where like the adults quote unquote are too f- cool for school is you want to get as many people that you know will play as possible and get them all at the same time to start playing because then the adults will kind of be in that situation of if you can't beat them join them that that sounds like a great idea, but I don't have friends that are even remotely interested in getting the crowd riled up. Well, Tony, it's very simple. You need new friends. It that yeah. Well, mm, yeah, that's true. I found new friends in my Pokemon Go community, and I'm sure some of there them. There you go. I'm sure some of them would be interested, but I don't know them that well except for their. Their gamer tag, and that that that's all. You know, I just tried this game called Screen Cheat, and it was a ton of fun. So the game mechanic, what it is, is uh, it takes the old thought process of when we used to play Halo or Goldeneye or something, and you'd you'd look down and look in the corner screen and be like, oh, okay, I know where that guy is, and you'd go and hunt him down and kill him. Well, it takes that and makes it into a whole game of where you are looking at those screens to find your enemies because your enemies are invisible. So you literally have to use the enemy's screen to figure out where they are. And it is a freaking blast. Yeah. I actually met the developers at GDC a couple of years ago and I thought the concept was, was pretty innovative. And I know a lot of people that were demoing it were very intrigued by it. I didn't actually think that it went anywhere because I, I didn't hear anything from them since. But that's good that you you enjoyed it. That that's uh, that's progress for them. Plus, it's something that's very different than your run of the mill, you know, GoldenEye or as you said, Halo Two. It's it, it's something that's going to force the other player to you know literally cheat because that's the name mm-hmm. of the game. In this yeah, case. And they've got the most bizarre weapons. They've got like a candelabra that acts as a flamethrower. They also have a flail that when you pull the trigger, it shoots off the end and acts as like it's a deflating balloon and just flies everywhere. But it's the size of probably a beach ball. It They have just bizarre weapons in the game and it just is a ton of fun. See, when it comes to that kind of interaction where it it's a it's essentially you're talking about a multiplayer game so when it comes to multiplayer games my immediate circle of friends are actually not gamers which is why i'm not a hardcore gamer i'm a proud gamer but not one that knows the ins and outs of things like destiny or Call of Duty or or anything to that ma- to that sort. So when you tell your friends, "Hey, you know all the games that we play every day," well, take that and now add cheating to it because you have to, and it's a totally fun game. That's an easy sell 
for your friends. For me, it's it's already a jump to get them to want to invest their time and their interest to a game that is forcing them to do something that they really don't necessarily like like to do in the first place. Which I don't know. Maybe I need a new bunch of friends. I don't know. But it's it's that's that's kind of why I, I've never been into. Th- those sorts of things. The one party game I will say that is a ton of fun is the the um, uh, you know that that the pack that you get from Xbox the you don't know Jack Party pack. Jackbox Party pack? Yeah, that one. That one is totally fun, um especially the one where it's kind of like Cards Against uh, Against Humanities where you enter your own answer to fill in the blank and uh everybody votes on the funniest answer. I think um, f- from footage. any point of view, yeah, any point of view, because that is a completely interactive game for pretty much all levels. You can be as clean or as dirty as you want to be, and you can make up your own questions and be as creative as you can be. I think that sort of game is something more along our wheelhouse um, to incorporate everybody that may or may not be at a party here well, at the house. The one nice thing, couple nice things about those games is one, you don't need controllers, you use your phone, so you don't have to download an app or anything. It just works with whoever. So it makes people coming over to your house, especially if they're not gamers, such as like I hate to go back to it again, but my wife's family, they love that game because they know how to use their phone. Uh the question I have for you, Tony, is did you know that they have 3 packs now? Yes, I did. And I've been very, very close to downloading all three packs. Here's why I haven't downloaded them. We don't have a lot of people over for reasons here and there. We just don't. And when we do, it's just not one of those things that come up in conversation. The few times that we've had people come over, we actually did just play Cards Against Humanity. And then there's that other game, and listeners can't see it, but there's that other game where you put that thing in your mouth, that makes your mouth go like this. And people got to try to figure out the words and the phrases that you're saying. Yeah. You know what game I'm talking about? Yeah. That game is extremely hilarious and fun. Um, and that's why I was like, okay, I could download those games and they could be useful in a situation like this. But these board games where we interact in a live setting um, seem to be a lot more impressionable for our party guests. Can I make a well. suggestion? Jackbox Party Pack 3. Well, honestly, if I was going to get any of them, I was going to get number 3 because other than other than like your normal sequels to video games and movies, when it comes to like like I don't know, party games and uh board games and things of that nature, usually sequels tend to be a little bit better than the originals or the mid-range. So, I will definitely put that into consideration the next time we have a uh, deals with the gold uh, sale going well, on. The coolest one that's on there is a game called Fakin' It. And the way it works is one uh, everyone gets assigned a thing. Let's say uh, one of them's called... I should start this over again. Well, the main reason I'm suggesting it is because one of the games on there is called Fakin' It, and it is probably my favorite party game of all time. The basic concept is one player is outed without the rest of the players knowing, and everyone gets an action that they have to do. 
such as point to a player that is good at hugging or hold up as many fingers as the cups of coffee that you need to get going in the morning. When the faker, on the other hand, it just says, blend in, good luck. And so when it's time to throw up your fingers or point at someone, they just have to try their best to blend in with everyone. And it is just hilarious because the goal of the faker is to lie. And for couples, it gets really hard. With with the faker, though, it changes in every turn, right? Or the faker stays... Wave? Every... Uh, every wave? Okay. Every round. So like every five question, every rounds, so like every, every five three, or ten yeah. questions or something like that? Every three. Okay. Yeah, no, again, like it's... Because I, I, I always liked the physical game, You Don't Know Jack. I, I, I liked that game. And then when they came out with the digital games, it was it was a lot of fun um, when, I, when I did play it. And it, it is one of those games that even with a small group with, you know, my daughter, my wife, my, my son, and... Now, if, if ever my brother and my mother-in-law ever wanted to join in, we could totally do that. But in a in a party setting, it's it's not normal or natural for us to say, "Hey, let's turn our heads and check out this huge flat-screen TV and read questions off of it and try to try and make up funny answers to it." It's just it's just not our thing. So I don't know. Maybe things will change. Maybe times will change and. We'll uh, we'll incorporate that next time people come over, because uh, you know I mean for, with our day job all we do is promote, and so all I have to do is you know for lack of a better phrase you know get the guts to promote. Hey, let's just you know instead of interacting with each other and talking about you know just gossip and stuff, let's play a game that's on the screen, and maybe uh, maybe fun things will happen from there. Oh, I'm sure they will. It's hilarious just seeing people try that game which is scary because I know a 10 year old that is crazy good at that faking it game like she can lie her butt off and no one catches her which is concerning because she's 10 <laughs> that's, a, that's a little scary yeah that's uh, not something a 10 year old should be able to get away with lies even white lies that early or or ever. I think if they were 10 years old, I would suspect them no matter what. Like every round, I'd be like, no, it's her. <laughs> God, I was I was already the faker last round. No, it's you again. I don't trust you. You're diabolical. So you, you did all this up in Snowbird. That's awesome, dude. And and like I said, you, you, you sent me a picture of the view that you had, which was beautiful. For those people that are listening along, just go to bing because i know you all use bing go to bing and just look up snowbird utah and it's 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 beautiful um but fast forward you also had an experience that we aren't going to have for another few hundred years and that was when you you got to actually see the the eclipse and i was so jealous of you because you saw the eclipse thousands of miles above sea level and here i am pretty much at sea level and i did not see a thing because <laughs> the clouds were in my way no you don't understand quentin so um the day before on sunday i i basically told my wife and the rest of my friends like i don't need to see the eclipse i mean it's not that big of a deal to me personally i i get that it only comes around every so often and the next time it's going to come around i'm probably not going to be alive but it's it's not that big of a deal. But the 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 more the more it happened, the more that it it 
the um, the day came, you know, the hours started ticking down. I I felt like I was going to have a, f- a fear of missing out, FOMO, right? So I dropped off my son um, at school. I rushed off to 7-Eleven. And, of course, they're completely sold out of the solar sunglasses. Um, I went to another place. They're completely sold out of glasses. I said, you know what, whatever. I'm just going to go home and I'm going to stream it. I'm going to stream it on YouTube. And I had three streams up. I had one from NASA. I had one from some other place. And I had one from this random guy that had a, had a – uh, had a telescope that was able to record and show off the eclipse. And I was sitting in the chair that I'm sitting in right now. And it was about 9.30. And I was like, you know what? This is a once-in-a-lifetime event for me. I am going to go see this damn thing. And I grabbed my camera. I grabbed my tripod. I opened the door. And it was freezing. <laughs> it was so cold. And it was about 9.45, 10 o'clock, give or take. And there was no blue sky. It was all clouds. And it was pretty, (laughs) pretty horrific. Yeah. And to make things worse, when I got to the field that I went to, first off, nobody was there. I was like, oh, wow, I have the best idea because I'm in literally an open field and I can see everything. And hopefully I can maybe like peek through the eclipse through the clouds. I don't know what I was thinking. But I walk onto the field, and because, again, it is overcast, the field was still muddy from the day before. <laughs> so I'm walking onto the field, and it's splishy, splashy, splishy, splashy. I was like, okay, this is a terrible idea. And here's the thing. Um, there's a little bit behind the behind the curtain. I was wearing my work clothes, <laughs> or rather my work, not my work clothes, but at least my work shoes. So my work shoes were very muddy after I left that. I cleaned them off because, you know, obviously I have to clean them off. But it's like, oh, God, this was a terrible thing. This was a terrible ordeal just to watch this 10-minute eclipse or however long it actually lasted. And I didn't see a damn thing. And by the time that I actually saw, you know, YouTube clips of it and things of that nature, I was like, you know what? I don't <laughs> care anymore. And then I, and then I call you. Hey, Quentin, do you see the eclipse? Oh, yeah, bright blue skies, beautiful, wonderful. We we pretty much had, you know, 100% totality over here in Utah. What about you? And in my head, all I can think was, I hate you right now. <laughs> okay, let's let's break down what you said. First of all, you will be alive the next time it comes around. Because the next one that comes around is... Uh, at least for Utah, totality is supposed to be in Utah in 2045. And Tony, I don't think you're that old. I mean, you're old, but you're not that old. Well, you can't tell the future, now can you? Things could happen, and this is me being morbid. But yes, you're right. I will I will about 99% be alive uh, during that time frame. And the next point, why did you go out in the field in your work shoes. Okay. <laughs> so so here's the thing. I don't know about you, but my experience with dress shoes for work has been abysmal. Is that a word? Or is it just abysmal? Abysmal. Abysmal. It's been abysmal. Yeah. It's been a abysmal. One abysmal. Not just a lot. 
And so I asked um, our respective bosses, hey, would it be okay if I wore sneakers that were black on black on black for work? Because that's what's more comfortable for me. And they said, yes, that's fine as long as you can keep it you know, clean and this and that and the other thing. Fine. So that's what I use for work. I use sneakers, black on black on black sneakers. And you know my issue with my my feet, you know, being you know standing in a long time. You know, we we had this experience at E3 and CES, so I, I need the most comfortable shoes that I can get. And with um, with these, they also happen to be my 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 well, they're also my day <laughs> shoes. I just wear them every day. And so I, I'm a cheap, um, and I can say this, I'm a cheap bastard. And, and so I was like, okay, I'm just going to wear them everywhere that I go. My wife works for, uh, for a podiatrist, and she is very adamant about saying to me almost weekly, hey, you need at least one other pair of shoes. You shouldn't wear the same pairs of shoes every single day for every single thing that you do. And I'm like, yes, you're a correct wife. I love you, but I still haven't bought a new pair of shoes. Today... I went to, I want to say, a total of four or five different uh, stores. We'll call them shoeries because that's a new word that I want to coin. We went to four or five different shoeries today, and I found no shoe that would be able to, uh, A, fit in my budget, B, look good at work, and C, look good on my feetsies. Therefore, I am still with Uno pair of shoes. I do have a plan tomorrow to go to a uh, to another shoeery uh, during my day of work and hopefully fix this issue of only having one pair. But uh, beyond that, that is the long-winded ex- explanation as to why I wore my work shoes into a what I did not know to be a muddy field. <laughs> Well, I'm in the same boat as you, Tony. I only own one pair of shoes as well that I actively use. I'm not alone. I have a pair of Nikes that I wear to work that I wear to do anything. And I think it has to do with I'm just so picky when it comes to shoe shopping. I hate shoe shopping. I hate shopping. I just, like I just hate it. for electronics? Like I have... I, no, I hate it. I hate it. I will buy a $400, $500, even $800 graphics card if I know that it's going to help my workflow. And the moment that I hit my pin or I sign that credit card slip, I will hate myself. <laughs> and it's just, it's, I don't, I just, I hate buying things. I hate spending time in the line. And uh, obviously there's, there, there's a moment of excitement too. There, don't get me wrong. Like when I buy pop vinyl figures and things like that, because you know I collect those, I have I have a moment in which I say to myself, "I finally, you you are mine. This is going into my pocket. I mean, if it, if it can fit, it's going to my pocket, and I will take you home and place you onto the mantle in which everyone can see that I have all of you." But then the thing, the, the larger scheme of it is that I really need it. Because even if I really do need it, do I need it? That's, that's, that's just the thing. And it's, I'm, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I'm terrible with money. It's just a bad, bad thing that just a chip on my shoulder every time I buy anything, even a hamburger. Well, it just sounds like you have perpetual buyer's remorse. <laughs> <laughs> 